0: Hi, my name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Good morning, good morning, everyone out there in progressive land. And uh, I just thought I'd jump on and and share a a problem, an issue, something that's come up in my property business. Um, You know, a lot of the time we see a lot of videos, live shares, all about the good stuff, how easy it is, successes, big shares. Uh, but I'm going to share something with you now It's happened in my property business, my buy-to-let, single-let buy-to-let portfolio, uh, what the issues were and how I resolved it because I think it might help you, so I'm going to try and help you if you finish up in the same situation that I did. So uh, some of you will be aware I'm a single-let buy-to-let investor in the main, right? I've got um, Modest single let portfolio and here's the truth guys it doesn't take a lot of managing right so single let buy to lets you don't have to worry about uh spending time really on them is it is it really passive income from your single let buy to lets well it's about as passive as i've ever been able to find in any business right so is anything truly 100% passive probably not but here's the rub because over the last couple of years in particular, I've been distracted, okay? I've been doing other things. Uh, so back in the day, before I was doing other things, I would be all over that portfolio on a daily basis like an ill-fitting suit, okay? I'd be checking my bank statement daily, really, possibly daily. It doesn't take very long, does it? Uh, to make sure the rent's are coming in, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, all the bits of paper are in place, and I have them on file. Two different things there, okay? So what's happened during lockdown is that there were weaknesses, problems, issues starting to form in my portfolio over the last two, three years or so, because I'd taken my eye off the ball, busy doing other stuff, right? Um, I haven't closed it down day one, right? And really, you need to keep on top of this stuff day one. So I had incomplete files. What were the issues? I had incomplete files. I had bits of paper that I need that were not in the files. Okay, and also arrears of rent were creeping into my portfolio. Now, it was only a month here and a month there and tenants came and tenants went uh, and then somebody might get up to three months. And I'd notice that and I'd have to chase them down and do an agreement to catch up. And sometimes they caught up and sometimes they didn't. But going into uh, the lockdown, uh, I think I even mentioned it on a couple of lives at the time. Right. All my tenants were great. They all paid except two who didn't pay before the lockdown you know they're always a month or two in arrears starting a month or two in arrears they have now taken advantage of the lockdown not to pay so here we are in September 2020 they're now six months six months plus in arrears might come back to that if I remember during uh, during this video uh so they're now six months in arrears and I, I, I've got time to go into my portfolio and when I start going into my portfolio I start seeing all the issues all the blemishes all the gaps in the paperwork everything that should be done that's not being done um contractors that I know and love were not being paid by one or two letting agents I was not aware so I needed work done went to the contractor they didn't come out they didn't share it with me I've had to clear all that up um and I had a couple of empty units, um, and that's no fault of anybody's, right? Tenants come, tenants go. They were long-term tenants who have moved on. So what have I done? Lesson time. Maybe this will help you. You might even be in a similar situation. So what have I done? Here's what I've done. I have had to, regretfully, maybe not regretfully, sever ties with two letting agents I've got long-standing relationships with. I've had to move my portfolio that is a pain in the backside it really is there's all sorts of issues in the in the changeover and then tenants during the changeover um take advantage is that the truth um you know yeah i think take advantage i'm going to use that term take advantage even though they got the payment details of the new letting agent they don't pay on time prefer to be chased before they have to pay their rent okay So, um, I'm going to crystallise a loss somewhere here. And I was aware of that when I did it. So, the big issues. The two tenants who are now six months, six months plus in arrears. The thing is... Uh, They are not COVID affected. Their employment has not been affected. In one household, both partners have been working throughout. In fact, because of what they do, uh, they've actually been busier during COVID. So they can't blame COVID on that. I would have been all sympathy and all ears. We have tried reaching out to them and have put several payment plans in place, um, not just in the last six months, but probably in the last year, because they've been behind before. You remember that? And they've, they've just trashed all of them. Haven't done anything about it Uh, so in their particular case here's here's where I am today and you know as landlords guys there's not too much we can do because we are kind of restricted but if your tenant is six months in arrears you can today give four weeks notice four weeks notice you don't have to give six months notice if they are six months in arrears of rent So I am in the motions now of putting together a Section 8 notice for both properties that are involved. Uh, They're both. Now, here's the thing. One is nearly seven months in arrears. No issues there, right? One at the moment is 5.8 months in arrears. I don't think there's any grand design, no big plan there. I don't think they're just keeping it under six months to frustrate me i don't think that's the case i think if another once another month goes by it ticks over to 6.8 um then i can serve the notice so i can serve a section eight and we're, we're going to do it um my uh elegant assistant the lovely mrs s she loves that sort of thing give her a bit of paper and a pencil she's all over it so she's going to do it leverage team leverage um we're going to get those notices out now four weeks notice but here's the truth Uh, they don't have to do anything the tenants they're going to get this bit of paper and it's going to crystallize in their head that suddenly nice cuddly you know happy dave is actually sort of waving the big stick and he's going to do something about it and i made it absolutely clear to them that if they run off into the night right first of all i get my property back it's not so bad but as a matter of principle because they've trashed so many agreements with me going forward, and because I've been distracted, I haven't enforced the agreements, okay, I am going to hunt them down. I will. I'll, I'll employ tracing agents, and I will pursue them through the small claims court. If I get the Section 8, uh, then that has a money order attached to it anyway. If I have to go Section 21 down the road, um, and that's more complicated, I'll have to wait six months for that, I will pursue them through the small claims court. Why? Why? Because it's a few hundred quid extra for me, but it's going to be a pain for them. For me to pursue them, I'll catch them, I'll get them. By the time we'll get a CCJ, they won't be able to get a phone contract. By the time I've finished with them, why am I doing that? Because they have really pissed me off, right? I've been nice, nice Dave, nice Dave, cuddly Dave, helpful Dave, reaching out to them, Dave, right? And they've just shat all over my good wishes, right? So in these two particular things, that's what I'm going to do. So. If you're in a similar situation, six-month arrears, Section 8, you can get it out. Now, four weeks' notice. That will surprise them because they probably are not aware of that. However, to enforce that, as the law stands at the time of recording, could change, I cannot apply to the court for a hearing until December the 20th. And then I'm in a great big queue, right? But I've started the process. What else can I do? I mean, I can't do... The days are gone, when I could ring Salford Express removals and say, I want possession at about quarter past five. Can you help me, guys? You know Those days are long gone. We don't do that anymore. No, no, don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> You've got to do it by the book. OK, so the two empty properties, again, I have gone to new letting agents. They were managed by the two that um, I've moved on from. So I'm making new relationships with new letting agents. And I I just thought I'd pass this on as a matter of interest to you if you're out there letting today. So here's what I said to my new letting agents. I said to them, right, I want somebody who's going to pay the rent, right? I'd, I'd rather wait an extra month and find the right tenant. They get a tenant in there It's going to mess me about. And... I want a property owning guarantor for every tenancy. Now I used to do that when I was more hands-on and managing myself. I wouldn't let anyone into one of my properties unless they had a guarantor. And letting agents always squinted and squealed. They always said to me, "Oh, Dave, not in this area, won't. Oh, or it's all uh, local housing allowance, housing benefit. They can't get. Um, uh, they can't get guarantors. Really, really." So, here's the truth. I've had two properties on the market. Both of them have let. They are now let. They let within a week, right? One of them, I, had, I must have had about a dozen viewings on. You know, it was busy, 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 okay? So, there was no problem letting those properties in the current market and... In spite of the scepticism of the letting agents, both of the tenants, prospective tenants, one's moving in the end of September, one's the middle of October, um, both of them have produced property owning guarantors. So at the moment, my feeling of the lettings market, if you're a prospective tenant, is that it's really hard to secure a property out there, a good property in a decent area, right? So if it's really hard, then as landlords, it's the one area at the moment, I think, in the property business where we are in control of it. So you can ask for what you want. And, um, you know, as a, as a young, thrusting young buck of a landlord, which I was back in the day, right? I always saw a guarantor. And here's the truth, guys. Have I been knocked by tenants over the years? Yes, I have but I have never been knocked by a guarantor. So get a property-owning guarantor for your new lettings if you've not been doing it before. Or if you have been doing it before, like me, and it's lapsed because you left it to the letting agents, oh, they've passed credit referencing, David, they earn £30,000 a year, it's easily affordable. Yeah, it's easily affordable if they want to pay. But if they don't want to pay, it's a different story, right? So make sure you get your guarantors. So there we go. If you if you've got tenants in arrears and they're six months over, you can serve a Section 8 now with four weeks notice, not six, not six months, four weeks notice. Okay, you can't do anything in four weeks, but on December the 20th, if I'm spared, we can make an application to the court to get the hearing in the queue. And when I get judgment, guys, I will. Hunt those people down. I will. It's the nature of the game. We can't let them get away with that sort of thing. Um, okay, I hope that's been helpful. New lettings. That's the summarising here, David. Don't get distracted. New lettings. Okay, new lettings. Get yourself a property owning guarantor. One of the guarantors for one of the new lettings, uh, the guarantor earns ninety-five thousand pounds a year. Don't know. Maybe they owe. £395,000. But anyway, that's their earnings. So they're in. Anyway, hope it's helped. Get out there. Look after business. Take care of business. We're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.